0: 2024. Who can believe that? Happy New Year, everyone. This is Pastor George, and you're listening to Grace to Stand. Uh, Pastor Darren's not with me today. That is not a sign of things to come. We just haven't gotten up with each other. I just got back from Florida, and I wanted to do uh, an episode, probably a quick episode, on scripture reading. It's a new year. It's a time for goals. It's a time to reset. It's funny how that works. It's it's a day on a calendar somewhat arbitrary. And yet it does help provide us with an opportunity to sort of reset and set goals for the year. And the goal I want to talk about is reading scripture. And particularly for Meadowview, the church where, where I serve. I know you could be listening from all kinds of places. And I know Darren has people from his own church listening. But for the last two years, and so going on three, here at Meadowview, I have designed and come up with a scripture reading plan Jesus says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And he says this to fend off temptation from Satan and hunger. And it's an amazing thing to think that the word has everything we need. We know 2 Timothy 3.16, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God, man or woman of God, may be complete, listen to this, equipped for every good work. And so indeed, everything we need for life, we could find sustenance in the Word of God. And that that might be a controversial statement to some. I'm not saying that the word of God solves all the problems of physics or medicine or anything like that. I'm simply saying that everything we need to, uh, you know, Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, right? Who strengthens me. That doesn't mean you can fly, but it does mean whatever situation you are in, you can do through Christ and Christ is the word and he feeds us by his word. His spirit applies that to our lives And I was talking about this with one of my kids. I know as pastors, we're not supposed to use our kids, so I'll I'll save the name. But as we were talking about the new year, and I always talk to my kids about setting goals and what do you want to accomplish this year. I'm a very goal-driven person. There's no surprise there. And I said, "How's how's your scripture reading in your life, you know? And this this child was was very honest and said, well, I'm not very consistent with it. And that was, you know, I I appreciate the honesty. I'm not looking to come down on my kids. I want my kids to want to be in the word out of hearts for what the word is to commune with God. And so as we were talking, I said, you know what, me too, except the last two years, I've done a lot better because I've been doing these scripture reading plans. And I said, "I, I know it's, been a struggle for you in the past, you may want to consider re-upping it. Think about how much time you spend playing video games. And I said, well, I know how much time I spend watching TV. And yes, uh, I know that's a surprise. I know a lot of pastors don't watch any TV. At the end of the day, before I go to bed, I just put on some mindless thing and and just sort of decompress. And I watch TV, but I, you know, I I consider how much TV I watch. I consider how much time on social media I waste. I ask this child, "How much time do you play video games and do whatever? And do you not have a few minutes to commune with our Lord? Like that's not if we believe the Bible and what it says about itself. I already read 2 Timothy three sixteen. Uh, we know Hebrews four twelve is another favorite. For the Word of God is living. And active and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow and of discerning the hearts and uh, thoughts and intentions of the heart. If we believe that the Bible is God's love letter to us, not simply a book of rules, not simply uh, things to do, but primarily about what God has done for us in the person and work of Jesus Christ and in who he says he is and who he says we are. If we believe this is truth, the Bible says, she says, your word is truth. And that it's not just words on a page, but in as much as we read this in faith, the spirit applies it to our lives. The spirit speaks to us through the word. The word speaks. It's living. It's active. Man, if we really believe that, how could we not be in it all the time, every day? Now, I would say if I wasn't a pastor, I would not, if not intentionally, uh, be in the Word every day. But as a pastor, it's very easy to unintentionally be in the Word every day because I'm preparing multiple classes and sermons and answering your questions, and I'm doing it to study, and I'm usually in shorter sections for longer periods of time. And so without a scripture reading plan, I wouldn't naturally just read the Bible from cover to cover. I actually find myself like, I'm always slowing down, trying to look at the words that are used, and the cross-references, and the connections, and I get bogged down, and so I, I go slower. And if not for a scripture reading plan, I would not be reading the Bible more comprehensively, uh, intentionally. And so a good friend of mine, uh, in Greensboro, pastor Tom Brown, uh, had given his congregation a scripture reading plan or no, he encouraged them and he offered multiple plans because the truth is not every plan works for every person. And so, uh, but I I saw him encourage his congregation. I said, you know what, that's something I want to encourage. I've often viewed my ministry such that, I want to teach people the Bible. I want to teach people how to read the Bible. I want to teach people the, how the Bible applies to their lives. I want to give people a hunger for the word. That's what I try to do when I preach and teach. That's why I do these podcasts. The, the, the title of this is Grace to Stand. We we stand in God's grace and we experience it in one of his means of grace the word <laughs> so uh, I said man I, I want to be a pastor it's encouraging his congregation to read daily but but not just encouraging equipping pastors are called to equip the Saints for the work of ministry and that's what I, I, I want to do I don't want to just say read this whole thing in a year I want to say here's a plan for you to help you to build your reading capacity and stamina on a regular daily basis, such that it is a natural flow of life to read the word of God. And that's what I want to do. And so I, I don't want to just dump it on somebody because here's the reality. If you try to read the Bible in a year, which I have congregants that read it every year, praise God for these, these saints. And that's amazing to me. When I think of somebody in their seventies, I've been reading the Bible every year, the whole thing for I don't know how many years. You're talking about like dozens of times. It's like, what? I think Dr. O. Palmer Robertson told me that. But if you have not had a regular pattern of reading the Bible every year, the whole thing, and I try to give you that plan, the truth is, if you miss a couple of days, you get really far behind. And that's discouraging because it feels like you can never catch up and so my my goal in providing these reading plans is to work your stamina up like anything like like working a muscle like working you know because we can create habits and then little by little stretch ourselves in those habits such that we we get the behavior we want um so i'm not teaching that behavior modification is heart modification but i do believe like i said in goals in habits in discipline And disciplining ourselves to these things. I mean, the the scripture speaks to these things. And so what I did two years ago, by the way, if you're already there and you're already reading the Bible every year, then do that. Don't say, why are you giving us less to read when we read more? Do that. Read more. Do what you are called to do, if that's what you're called to do. But if you've been following along with us in 2022, I did a very simple plan. It was a New Testament reading plan so that you would read the entire New Testament in a year. And I mean, there's a lot of people, a lot of Christians, that have not read the whole New Testament. Have you? Have you read the gospel accounts and the letters from Peter and Paul, and John, and James? Have you read these 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 books? You hear them every week when you when you hear a sermon, but have you read the whole New Testament? So that was 2022, and the New Testament reading plan is is just really simple because it's just organized. Perfectly to do one chapter a day, Monday through fri- Friday, and in 52 weeks you get through it. I don't know. That must have been providential. Everything's providential. So God must have done that. So Monday through Friday, we read one chapter of the New. I mean, one chapter takes like a couple of minutes. You know, it's it's not long. These are not chapters in novels. The chapters in the Bibles are usually a page or two, and so one or two pages. Uh, every day, Monday through Friday, you get through the whole New Testament. And what we did uh, for Saturdays was a survey of the Old Testament. So I was preparing you for the Old Testament. So you, we read the whole New Testament, but then every Saturday was a survey, particular accounts from Genesis, Exodus, all, the, the whole Old Testament for 52 weeks. And then there were some, you read all the Psalms and Proverbs that year also. And of course, you had options on how to do that. You, some people just read the New Testament and didn't do those other parts. Fine. My goal is not to say you must read X amount of minutes or pages a day. I just want to say we should be reading every day. I don't. I, th- I don't think that should be controversial. That I want to talk to my wife every day. I want to hear from my kids every day, and I should want to hear from God every day. And and uh, and so that's why. So that was New Testament twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty three was Old Testament. Now the Old Testament. I was trying to look at this. It has three and a half times. Uh, the number of chapters. I should know this by heart, but the New Testament has between two and three hundred chapters. The Old Testament has almost a thousand, so uh, the Old Testament is much longer. So we did an Old Testament reading Monday through Saturday, and it was really two or three chapters, and and maybe maybe more. So much more reading, but again, we're building our stamina en route to reading, being able to read more scripture every day, uh, to get to the point where maybe you do read the whole Bible in a year. So that was last year. This year, uh, you may think, well, are we going back to the New Testament or are we going to read the whole Bible? And I said, all right, I I don't want to go all the way to the whole Bible. A lot of people fell behind in the Old Testament reading plan. Because again, if you get a few days behind, it gets, it gets, uh, hard to catch up. I actually got a month behind. You're like, how did you get a month behind? That was that kind of a year. And I just started reading a lot more. I started, rather than watching TV, reading. And and, uh, I ended up finishing two weeks early last year. So there you go. Um, It can be done. But this year, what we're going to do is, I'm going to show it also. I'm going to show it. But basically, you're going to read the whole New Testament and most of the Old Testament. And the way I picked the Old Testament books was the narrative of the Old Testament. So, you know, the, the, the Bible has different genres. You know, there's um, history, there's poetry, there's wisdom literature. And what I prioritized in the Old Testament readings was the, uh, the narratives, the history. So starting, you know, Genesis, Genesis. Exodus, and you and you go through. And uh, I did not. So what was left out of that? What was left out was Leviticus, First and Second Chronicles, because you get a basic history that you see there in First and Second Kings. Although there's differences, obviously it's the Word of God, and everything is important. But um, and and then a number of the prophets. The uh, so Lamentations The Minor Prophets You do do Jonah We will do Daniel And parts of Isaiah Ezekiel and Jeremiah So we, we're getting some prophets But the, the priority of the Old Testament readings Is the narrative And we do it chronologically But you'll stay in books A couple places we, we break that Like in Genesis We do After some of the opening chapters of Genesis We're going to be in Job And then back to Genesis and in between 1st and 2nd Kings, we add in some prophets. And so there's there's some scenarios like that. Jonah occurs about where Jonah would occur. And so, uh, and then every day you'll have a Psalm or a Proverb, and you'll actually read Psalms and Proverbs twice in the year. And so how this works is, Monday through Friday, a New Testament chapter, Monday through Saturday, one or two Old Testament chapters, and then every day, a psalm or a proverb. And I'm, like I said, I'm going to show you this on, on a spreadsheet, <clears throat> but what that means is you have the most reading Monday through Friday, and then Saturday you have less and Sunday you have even less. So there's always opportunities to, to catch up. And so let me pull this up and then I will show you. Aha. Okay. So you see, if you, if, if you're listening on you know, iTunes or something you're not going to see, but you'll be able to print this out or go get it on the website online. The link will be in the show notes, hopefully. But you see, it's uh, there's some b- basic instructions. In 2020, it says, Dear Meadowview, in 2022, we read the whole New Testament. And in 23, we read the whole Old Testament. This year, we're reading most of the Old Testament and the whole New Testament and the psalm or proverb every day. Don't worry, we'll read the books we miss this year will read them in 2025. If you have any questions, email George at gsayor at meadowviewpca.org. org. that goes for anybody. You don't have to be in our congregation. And so that listed another important point because some people, their minds can't conceive. Maybe this describes you. How can we skip some books in the Old Testament? How did you pick? Okay, don't worry. In 2025, when we do the reading plan again, we're going to do... Uh, the whole New Testament in 25, and then when we do the Old Testament, we'll make sure the books that we skipped in 24 will be in that reading. And you may once again be saying, why don't you just read the whole Bible? Well, why don't you just read the whole Bible? Go ahead, read read it. This is the way I've chosen to to do the Bible reading points. And I also give you the option in this to read the whole Old Testament this year, if you want. So I'm going to zoom in even more, so it's easier to see. You see what a typical week looks like. So, you'll see January 1st, Genesis 1 and 2 for the Old Testament, Luke 1 and, uh, for the New Testament, and Psalm 1 for the Psalm or Proverb. January 2nd, Genesis 3 and 4, Luke 2, and Psalm 2. And then you'll notice that you'll do that through the Friday, but on, on Saturday, you only have an Old Testament reading. You'll be in Job. 1 and 2. And then you have Psalm 6. So you have an opportunity to catch up. You'll have a little less to read. You can catch up if you miss something. And then Sunday, I don't have any New Testament or Old Testament except a Psalm or Proverb. So that even gives you more time to catch up. Now you say, oh, so I guess you were reading two Old Testament chapters uh, Monday through Saturday. No, not necessarily. Actually, the the back half of the plan, you'll only have one. And uh, you'll notice even There's plenty of days where you only have one. So let's get to the the second half of the year and you'll see what I mean. Okay. So you'll see here, right? The second half of the year, you only have one Old Testament chapter, one New Testament chapter, and one Psalm or Proverb. And of course, that's in the Old Testament too. So you are reading two Old Testament chapters, but different categories. So the second half of the year, you have time to catch up also because you're actually reading a little less. In the first half of the year, it's either one or two Old Testament narrative chapters. In the second half, it's one. If this doesn't make sense, when you see the plan, you can just check them off. Uh, When we get to the end of the year, you actually finish on December 30th. And that means on the 31st, you can just read all day, whatever you missed. (laughs) No, kidding. So this this plan is four pages, two sheets, front and back, um, organized by weeks. So I think I basically explained it. But what my encouragement is to you, whatever you do, develop the habit, develop the pattern of being in the Word. That's how you commune with God. So often in our culture, we want to hear from God. We want to get a word from God. We we want God to speak directly to us. And you'll hear people say this. Well, God told me. How did he tell you? Because there is no new revelation. God speaks to us by his word and his spirit. His spirit applies his word to us. And yes, in daily situations, the word will come out. The spirit will apply in those situations to what we're dealing with in life. And we'll get a piece about certain decisions and this and that, but it's word directed and word driven. We want to be in the word. That's how we're going to hear from God primarily. That's why, you know, in the PCA and Presbyterian world, we call this an ordinary means of grace. Typically it's viewed in the sense of corporate worship on Sunday. And so there's a a way to view the ordinary means of grace corporately, but these things are also individually in our lives and in our homes when we're in the word and we're in prayer together. And so, uh, obviously, we don't do sacrament alone, but we do do the Word. And so often, people schedule their Bible reading around their life. It seems backwards to me. Shouldn't we be scheduling our life around our Scripture reading, our time in the Word, our time with, with the Lord? Now, don't take that the wrong way i'm not one of these guys who says you have to be in the word first thing you wake up in the morning i do think conceptually that makes sense you start your day but look moms <laughs> you're already stretched thin I, I know and then you have young kids that you're waking up to and the day never seems to end and where you fit uh bible reading in uh i i get it it's gonna often be when it's most convenient the point is we ought to set that time apart and get a pattern of it. So the habit you're used to. Anyhow, if you have any comments or feedback about that, let me know. If you've done the previous scripture reading plans, let me know. And by the way, if you're like, no, I just want to read the whole Bible this year. What I what I would say is, and, and if you're looking for a plan from me, I would take the New Testament plan from 2022 and the Old Testament plan from 2023 and do both checklists and you'll read the whole Bible in a year. I mean, that's just, that, that'll work. And so you can do that. Or you could take this one and I list the books that we skip and add those books in. You'll just have to figure out how you add them in. But uh, there's all kinds of ways to do it. The point is to be in the Word. Well, I'll close with this verse, but I just love this verse. Maybe it's because of that song from the 80s. I forget who did it. Was it Twilight Paris or somebody? But thy word is a lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path it's beautiful God's word illuminates it comforts and I will say if you're not in it you will be more anxious You just that's been my experience and the more I'm in it the more I'm realizing God is Emmanuel God with us so that's grace to stand hopefully next episode we'll have Aaron on and uh, happy new year which 2024 is a great one for you. Have a good one.